So hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast. We are going to go into actually a client's story, a client's journey. Um, so I've got Sam with me. We're going to basically be just chatting about his whole journey and everything that he's done so far to kind of get to where he is. So thanks for joining us. No worries, pleasure. So um, for the, everyone listening, do you want to just do a quick intro into yourself, mate, and basically just who you are, occupation, just as short as... Yeah, short. Yeah, sure. So I mean, Sam, you've introduced me already. I'm 25 years old. Uh, I currently work in IT. I've been doing this over for six years. It's the best job, so not very active. Uh, I've been going to the gym for about eight or nine years, on and off. Never really had much direction. And yeah, I mean, so this has obviously helped coach me in the right direction. So in terms of like your experience, mate, like a lot of the time people maybe come on with limited experience, um, but you'd already kind of like you quite liked the gym. Uh, you got yourself, you'd gained maybe a bit of muscle and stuff. What was the kind of, what, what has been your previous experience before you joined just so that kind of anyone else listening can kind of take that and then they can kind of maybe resonate with it? Yeah, so I mean, I started out probably 15, 16, skinny kid in school, hearing comments left, right and centre, um, just with one goal, to just put on size. And obviously you start out, you don't really have much direction. Um, and I ended up you know, building a, a fair bit of knowledge, but nothing that really could get me the goals that I wanted. Um, and for years, I was just hitting the gym, lifting as heavy as I could, not much structure to the workouts. Um, granted, I knew what I was doing, but also eating. I was pretty much on a seafood diet, so just seeing food, eating it. Didn't look at the calories, didn't look at the fats, didn't look at any of the nutritional value and just ended up putting a ton of weight on. Um, I went from probably 55 kilos or something at my lightest in my teenage years to... 105 kilos, which was back in October before we got in contact. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of like where, like, because I've I've done that in the past, like before I became a coach or anything like that, I've, I've done that. I went from boxing and feeling skinny when I was boxing to then just going turbo bulk for years. Mm. Um, and it feels great at the time when you're getting strong and you feel great at the gym, but there's almost still that like inherent pain that you've got there being like, I still don't feel in shape, even though I feel strong and stuff. And do you feel as if there's almost like a bit of defiance uh, whenever you whenever you go to try and you're like, no, I know what I'm doing sort of thing. Like there, there's, there's almost a, an element of that whenever you kind of, go to like start something you're like because you've built up a decent kind of base of foundation foundational muscle and stuff and that's probably why you've got a, a good result as well because I think a lot of the time guys don't realize you do need to build a bit of muscle to be able to reveal it like if you cut down you've got nothing there it's it's hard it's harder to to feel like you've actually built a, a decent shape but you've already done that you were kind of just revealing kind of what was underneath sort of thing um so so yeah i guess that that would be kind of reduce you feel as if there's a bit of kind of defiance in your head with that no yeah for sure i mean the one thing that i have realized was i had a lot more fat than i thought i did um you know i was getting comments when i was at my heaviest about how big i was in a good way you know those kind of comments that you're the big one in the group and you're massive and you look like a rugby player or american football player and it's, you know, 
to an extent, it feels good, but you also look in the mirror and think, I could actually look quite athletic. I could look like I take my nutrition and my health and my and my workout seriously, whereas it kind of just looks like you're big boned, big boned, if you want to use that. But um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely that. So I had a sort of fan, a foundation of knowledge, I guess, that I'd built up over the years. Maybe it wasn't, I wasn't confident in the knowledge, but I was ignorant toward hearing other people's opinions and hearing like yourself. I mean, when we first come on board, I think I was a little bit reluctant and I had a few questions or yeah. Yeah, debates or arguments or something. And, um, I don't think we argued. I think you don't even on the program if we started arguing. No, no, not arguing. <laughs> but as in, just I was just questioning a lot. Yeah. But I feel like that's that's just my curiosity anyway. Yeah. But um, I was almost questioning a lot of things that were coming on that, that you were saying, and it was just due to my ignorance toward it. You know, there's so much information out there that mm-hmm. you don't know what to take, and it almost it gets quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's where I was. I was quite overwhelmed with it all. So I kind of stuck to what I knew. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily the best thing to do. Yeah. I think I think that's it. Because you've had some success in the past, results-wise and stuff. Um, I know that whenever you kind of reach out, it's almost like you kind of humble yourself slightly to, to then mm. go and do it. And it's a, it's a difficult thing to do because then you're like, why am I putting my trust in, in this person when this person said this and this person says that? So it's really difficult to know kind of who to who to actually put your trust in sort of thing um and then you go i'll just trust myself i'll i've yeah. myself this far sort of thing um exactly. i guess on that note like what was the expectation like when you joined both i guess of the program in general but also like of yourself did you expect yourself to do anything crazy or like like with the results you'd seen or like what was the biggest thing that you you, you felt when you first joined expectation wise I mean, like you said, there's so many different people out there doing doing coaching and doing, you know, personal training and you can get meal plans prepped for you and whatnot. So I kind of, and, and especially on social media, there's so much out there that you don't know whether you believe one person or the other person. And my expectation was kind of, I'm going to make this jump, but I don't really have much of an expectation. I think I went into it with the idea that I'd be left or held accountable, but at the same time, give me a little bit of direction. But like I said, it kind of goes into what I said before about ignorance toward someone else's knowledge and 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 not not sort of trusting what someone says. So expectation-wise, I didn't really have a lot. I saw your results on Instagram and I saw that you you made similar recipes to me and stuff like that. So I thought we could maybe be on like a similar page when it comes to discussions and it wouldn't be as, as harsh, but it was mainly just accountability. I, I know that I can do whatever I put my mind to, but it's just about stepping outside your comfort zone. And that was the first step we signing up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, cause I don't know what, um, what other people, even other people listening's expectation of coaching is, but obviously um, I know you hadn't necessarily had a coach in the past, but I think a lot of this kind of, not stigma, but a lot of the expectation of an online coach is that you fill in a spreadsheet once a uh, once a week and then I'll send you a voice note or a video back to be like, right, this is what we're doing, this is what we're changing. But that's mm. like the classic kind of bodybuilder approach. I don't think you filled in one spreadsheet when you've when you done this, did you? No. Um, no. 
So I think that the whole because when now when people ask, right, can you give me a meal plan? Can you give me that? Would you would you not say like that is not really actually looking at the bigger picture, like everything that you come across on a daily basis with your work or you're going out for meals and stuff, the whole onus behind this is you being able to do it yourself. Um, and like me giving you a meal plan isn't isn't necessarily solving that. So what we done was basically now you feel as if you can actually kind of coach yourself to an extent through 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 this, and that's my ultimate goal for anyone anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's it's it was it's I was saying this the other day to my dad really was that it's changed it's honestly changed my life. I mean, there's another number of other habits that I've incorporated over the past few months. But I just think generally it's, it's been a compounding effect. And it's, I want to say it started with this because that was my first step. It wouldn't be everyone's first step, but it was my first step. And yeah, just general day-to-day habits and learning how to balance this coaching or this the goals that we've set with my life. Um, that's just been the biggest lesson. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's not been, like you said, there's no, been no spreadsheets, there's been no hassling it's been very personal and it almost just feels like you've got a mate who knows what he's on about that's that's honestly what it's felt like and yeah it's very it's just been really enjoyable to be honest it's been really easy to follow really enjoyable and of course you've at any point when I've had any issues or concerns you've you've addressed them and we've addressed them and there's been maybe one or two little things where I've kind of just had to say to myself look you just have to do it, right? But the majority of things that we've set or goals that we've set, they've, you know, they've been tailored to me and my life. Mm-hmm. So that's just made it, it's just made it really easy, to be honest. Uh, glad to hear. Yeah, uh, I mean, initially it was, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but initially it was a, it was a problem with the fact I like to go out, I like mm-hmm. to have a drink, yeah. I like to go for meals, and I live alone. So any sort of bit of social interaction I can get, I was... I mean, I was cashing in on it and initially building up the discipline was quite difficult, but after, you know, a couple of weeks, um, it kind of just all fell into place and yeah, now it's it's pretty easy to to find the balance. I couldn't even imagine going back to how I was before. It almost seemed a bit bit ridiculous to be honest, but we learn. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think um, in terms of like your um, struggles and stuff with like, nutrition and that beforehand what was it what was your like approach to nutrition even like see say if you were going on a on a on a diet beforehand like I know obviously you were kind of bulking for a long time um and gaining size if you ever thought right I'm going to tidy up for summer or whatever it was like what was your previous approach to it before I think it was just a sort of a new a new area for me really like I said when I was younger I think a lot of it ties into the sort of mental aspect of it as well that I had massively massive insecurities about being slim and skinny and bony and I just had built this idea in my head that I was always skinny and I was always going to be skinny even if I had put on 30 kilos I mean it just doesn't even make any sense so it was just a case of that eating the most calorific foods that I could find um, not taking into account things like oils and drinks and any sort of seasoning or, you know, seasoning is next to nothing, but anything like that um, and not really tracking the calories. I sort of had that guideline of 3,000 calories is what I'm trying to hit. So I'd have maybe four meals a day, all about five, 600 calories, you know, and they're not, it's not clean food. 
Mm -hmm. So maybe processed food, maybe stuff out of a packet, stuff that you shouldn't really be eating throughout the day. Maybe something here or there, but every meal is just, it's not, it's not okay. And yeah, I mean, that's another thing that you helped me with was trying to get past that mental barrier of thinking I'm too skinny. I mean, I'm sure you remember when I first started shedding the pounds that, I was saying to you, I'm looking skinny, man. Like, I'm looking really thin. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, and just for a bit of perseverance and reassurance from not just yourself, but people, my peers and people around me, it made me realise, you know, it is, it is just a massive mental game. And mm-hmm. a lot of the time, it's just about breaking that. And, and that just comes with habits. And, and habits can be broken in what, a couple of weeks, a month. It's just about the perseverance of it. So now I look in the mirror and... I. I can see changes that I'd like to make or improvements that I'd like to make, but they're, they're just, you know, long-term goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but initially it was that it was constantly looking at myself in the mirror. I'm too skinny. I'm too slim. And when I was at my biggest, it was, I'm not big enough. I'm not muscular enough. And now I look back and think, I don't ever want to be that size again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like an identity, identity shift and you feel as if you're yeah. all trapped and you're because even like someone who, wasn't planning on gaining muscle even someone who's went from um always see even the opposite sense so let's just say someone's been overweight their whole life and then they lose loads of weight in their head and this is from a previous client as they've said i felt like a a fat person who's turned skinny and it's almost like in their head yeah i feel i've lost these 30 kilos or for you you'd gained muscle or whatever and you you were bigger but you still felt skinny and then they still mm. like it's almost like you have this like previous person in your head that is hard to like get out of even though you don't look like them anymore yeah I mean I had the same thing is like I was walking around like and and sort of new people that I'd met um because I'm quite a sociable person I, I meet people all the time every time I go out and people would always comment oh you're a big lad aren't you or you're I bet you can bench so and so or whatever and I just always think in my head I'm lying to these people like they don't they don't know that I'm actually a stick you know I've got nothing to me but <laughs> I mean I had plenty of muscle and plenty of size so it's just weird but again it's just it's a psychological effect of it um yeah. and it's just again like it's just about breaking that barrier yeah yeah 100% and I guess in terms of like your approach to training what's the biggest thing that you found we'll, we'll, we'll touch on food in a wee second but just in terms of training what's the biggest thing you found because it's not as if like you weren't training hard or you weren't training relatively consistent consistently or anything like that. With the big, what's the biggest thing you found with training that we shifted that you felt as if was like a either a light bulb or a a, a benefit to like your approach to it? Um, I'd say the sort of take on working smart and not hard. You know, there's only so so much exercise you can do per session, I guess, or so much that your body can take before it's almost pointless and Mm -hmm. that push to train until failure on every single set has really that's been a massive shift for me you know made me realize what I can push and what I should be pushing on a certain exercise Mm -hmm. um, rather than you know I can do eight but I could have actually done 12 reps instead of eight And, and that's what I'm at now I mean now every single exercise that I do the last rep is always ridiculously slow or it doesn't come up. Yeah. And, you know, initially, again, it was, I guess, that psychological side of I need to make sure that I feel strong in myself. So if I was pushing to failure and I hit failure, you felt I'd, weak. 
Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I'd be disappointed in myself. I'd beat myself up. The rest of the workout would be, it wouldn't go as smoothly. Maybe the, the workouts for the rest of the week, you know, my confidence would just be completely knocked. And now it's, you, you know, you've opened that door or that idea that some days you're going to be weak, some days you're going to be good. Some, and it all depends on what fuel you're giving your body. Yeah, so now, back a few days and then see. Yeah, the exactly. And then, I mean, you've still got your baseline, but you're not going to be at optimum performance every single day of the week, especially if you're like me and you go out and you have a drink or you go out and you have a big meal or you have loads of carbs or you binge eat maybe on a day. You know, it's it's inevitable to happen. But that, I think yeah. that's something that I didn't realise before. And, and, you know, especially I was drinking a lot and eating a lot. So it's not really going to, I'm not going to have the best workouts after that. Yeah, and I think obviously because you did, it's not as if you didn't go out the, the whole time. Like you still, you still went out and um, like socialized and everything else. What would you, what would you say is the biggest thing you changed food wise and just I guess approach wise to food and movement before you went either out for lunch or you went out for a night out the weekend or whatever it was, a works night out or like what was the biggest shift with those things? And you can break it down if you want. Like what? what yeah, was I mean, it's, I think it's pretty, I, I've, it's pretty straightforward in my mind now, but I definitely, if I know I'm going out, I'll bank some calories. So I'll eat a little bit less or I'll cut the carbs. Um, if I know I'm going to be having alcohol, of course I'll keep the proteins and the fats up, but I'll bank as many calories as I can based on what I'm expecting to, to drink or eat that night. Um, and making a conscious effort to get more steps in or do some cardio and just burn off the calories. And it almost becomes, you know, initially people were saying to me, it's an obsession, but I think finding that balance, you almost have to become a little bit obsessed initially. And now it's become, you know, second nature. If I know I'm going out, say, I mean, tomorrow I'm going out. And I know I'm going to be eating, you know, not the healthiest foods. So I might either treat it as a cheat day or I'm going to do a bit of cardio tonight. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't make a massive amount of difference. It's all about the consistency of it. You know, it's like I, I remember someone, well, I remember saying to someone a couple of weeks ago, you know, it's like going to the gym once a week and expecting to see results. If you put it the other way around, if you have one day off, I mean, you, you're going to yeah. be fine as long as you're consistent yeah. every other day. Yeah. 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 Your averages are your, are your default. And I think is, is that, that that tends to be the catalyst that stops people mm. from doing the stuff that they should be doing. Whereas I think realistically, you know, even if you didn't bank any calories for tomorrow, you know, that if you basically either tomorrow, well, what days it's day Friday, if you either on Saturday or Sunday had a normal day of food and you were back to your not your normal, then like you're going to be absolutely fine. There'll be no difference. I think probably the biggest thing for you now, um, at like post diet is going to be bringing calories back up. And I, I can't. I think I said to you before you joined about like the different phases. Whenever you go and you get down to this level, and then you start bringing calories, it's almost like an uncomfortable thing again. Like you've just been comfortable bringing them down. Now it's uncomfortable yeah. bringing them back up. Yeah. And I think it's knowing that like this kind of endless, but the the more you can do it right, the more you kind of build a bit of trust back in yourself to know that you're not going to shoot the calories right back up and gain loads of weight. Because I know obviously now you're you're going on a, uh, you're going to Bali next month, is it? Yeah, yeah, I've got a two-month sabbatical through Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. So 
Yeah, so that will be a test. That'll be, that'll be great, but it'll be a test in terms of like your your standards. It's not as if you can scan stuff in Bali, can you? I'll just scan. I'll just scan that. Uh, I'll scan that cockroach that's on a stick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Can't exactly so, ask a street store how many calories is in a cockroach, can I? Yeah, no, I think because I've been I've been to Bali and obviously it's just known that like you know the food groups, you know how to build a plate, like. And I, I, as I, I'll say, other than when I do my recipes, I don't track my calories. My long-term goal for most people is to not really track their calories unless they've got like an actual, let's just say your next phase after the maintenance phase was like the gain. We would track calories until we found a kind of baseline of like, right, this is your staple meals and we would build it up. And then you maybe wouldn't be that anal with tracking because it would just be more in terms of like you, um, you know where you're at. Whereas I think a lot of the time, like you've maybe done this in the past, the seafood diet, and you're just like, right, I go from one extreme, not really eating to, to loads. And I think what I always find with the rebound is that people don't have an exit plan. So obviously mm. you've got to the, this point and now it's just going to be a case of having a level of standards, but giving yourself that wee bit extra wiggle room because people need to take away the wiggle room to diet, even though they, they can have a bit of flexibility, but really not that, not that much because they're trying to elicit a result. Whereas that maintenance, that wiggle room, you can actually get it back and not make any change. So let's just say it was 500 calories. You've now got 500 calories you can have and you don't even gain any body fat. Like an extra 500 calories or 600 calories or whatever it is, that's a bottle of wine. Well, that, that's, the way, that's the way that I've been looking at it because the, the calories that I'm on gives me that leeway to still be, well, you know, to, to be in a surplus of what I'm supposed to be eating, but I'm still in a deficit. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, even even that, the discipline on that has changed my life. And so I used to be really bad with, um, well, I still kind of am. I mean, I was late to this, but bad with my um, punctuation. Yeah, I wasn't very punctual. And um, even the discipline, I can only relate it to this, but the discipline of that is that now I aim to be early. And if I'm late to my early appointment, if that makes sense, then I'm still on time or still early. And it's like... I just recognized, realized it at work. I was like, I don't have to be in for an hour. Why am I here? I'm like, yeah. but this is just the way that my, I guess I've conditioned my brain now. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's had its benefits elsewhere as well. Yeah. And I guess in terms of like, uh, is, is there anything else you thought you'd kind of mention just in terms of like the, like your process in general, like that you surprised even yourself with? Yeah, the, the discipline of it. I mean, I've... <laughs> just the discipline of it and um being able to track it every day i mean i went on my fitness power yesterday and they said something like congratulations you've logged in for a hundred and something days and i was like oh, jesus that's a streak so i've actually been on the ball that long but um yeah yeah probably just probably just that the discipline of, of getting up and making my meals and prepping my meals and it stopped me from procrastinating as well which also has a you know, domino effect onto other parts of your life, but um, yeah, you always just sh- it's just step, it's just that first bit, stepping out of your comfort zone, and, and especially with cooking, because everyone just assumes cooking is really difficult. But I mean, some of the recipes you've got, they're like job done in fifteen minutes, and you could just can't complain, and you know what you're putting in your body. So, but um, other than that, I mean, no, it's just I was just quite taken back by how disciplined I've become, and. I thought that personally I was going to have a lot more doubts. So like I said, there was maybe two little hiccups 
throughout the whole process um, where I probably would have given up if I was doing it solo or, or changed my goals at least. Um, but yeah, I was surprised at that, to be honest. I thought I was going to have a lot more, come across a lot more obstacles. Yeah, I guess it's like the, the shiny object syndrome. Like, mm. you know, uh, I've, I've, I've leaned out a bit. I'm, I'm going to gain back the, some of the size that I've lost rather than just fully commit to, to the result. Uh, and I have the same, and I have the same business. Is why I've had different business mentors, and why I will continue to have them. Because, like, you just even though you know in your head you're still emotional, so you go, "No, I'm going to do that," and you can kind of convince yourself instead of getting reminded. No, remember we had this goal. Let's finish it, and then we'll, we can move on to the next. Yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, thing. yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's like I've said to you probably three, four times. I've said, "Should we bring the calories up now? Like, let's stop putting on some size." And you go, Look, "Just." Follow it not, through. Not just trust the process, and I'll go. All right, then. And a couple of weeks later, I'll be like, "Look, I'm as fucking, I'm as lean as I've ever been." And you go, like, exactly. So, but like I said, if I was doing it solo, I probably would have done it, and then I'd just be stuck at a weight, I guess, because I'd be lean, bulking, and then cut in, and then I just, and it wouldn't be good for my heart either. Let's be honest. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's, it's just surprised me how how easy it's been and how seamless the whole process has been, really. Yeah, because like my ultimate goal um, for for anyone is to get like you know how when you get to a point you probably did this like, even a couple of months back got to the point where you felt a lot more comfortable when you did when you first joined. So you thought so people think I feel quite comfortable so I can easily stop now. Whereas it's almost like you need to get because you're not then digging in from pain, you're digging in from vision. Almost. Mm. So like you need to get past that point so that then if you look at a scale of like right where you're at right now it might not be sustainable forever. You might gain a few pounds or whatever, but that few pounds that you gain only brings you back to being comfortable again and then you can tidy it up versus if you only got to comfortable and you gain a few pounds, then you're going back to feeling uncomfortable. So the, the scalability of maintenance needs to be uncomfortable because it's like pretty rigid to like a bit more flexible and actually you feel pretty good. And then there's that leeway of like five, 10, even like 15 pounds of like, just wiggle room, whether it's going to Bali, whether it's Christmas, whatever it is, like summer. And then you can just tidy things up rather than almost kind of going, oh, I've, I've screwed it up again. I need to go yeah. back on another four months diet again. Like it's, it's a case of it's a, it's a few weeks of of kind of getting back to what you were doing previously and you're back back to where you were. Yeah, and I mean, that's where that, that, that happy scale that you recommended, that comes in really handy with stuff like that because I've... I think the lowest that I've got to now is maybe, I want to say 176 pounds, I want to say. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Probably a bit lower than that. So 78 kilos or something. So maybe 174 pounds or something like that. And I've gone up to 182. Now mm -hmm. on a scale, that looks horrific. But I have that, lee, that leeway or that wiggle room that you say to still look in the mirror and still say, I look lean. You know, yeah, and, and a lot, a lot of that will be based on like you gain the back, back a bit of water and glycogen and, yeah, yeah, and stuff sure. anyway. So, like you, you know, and that's why it's good to take other metrics, not just weight, and just have it all, and then you've got it all there. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So the, the I guess the the best, unless there's anything you want to to kind of finish on, <laughs> the best questions to last. Um. Actually, before those ones, there was one more. Um. Is this advice to your previous self? either before you joined or just in general, like with any apprehensions that you had of like, like just in general, like what, what would be advice to your previous self knowing now what you know? 
Um, first and foremost, just trust the process. You know, make sure you just persevere and there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, whatever it is that you're doing in life, whatever goal you've got. And that's the other point is set goals. Um, I didn't have a goal, you know, eight odd years or however long of just being in and out of the gym, eating whatever I could with that generic sort of vague mindset of putting on weight. I mean, it does, yeah. no, one want, no one wants to just get fat or get big and put on a load of fat. You, I had a goal of being muscular and being bulked and being big, and I just didn't set that goal. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't have much of a vision for it. Um, and I'd also say, you know, I mean, you've helped a lot massively with any questions that I've had, but before, prior to this, it would just be, just do your research. You know, like I've said to you before, you've made it really simple for me. And the actual, the whole process in itself of weight loss and weight gain and muscle gain and so on, it's all really simple. And it's just about researching and finding well, what really suits because there's so much information out there, especially on social media. I mean, you don't know what to believe. Um, and what else would I say? Um, get a coach. <laughs> get a coach. Yeah, yeah really just good. step out of your comfort zone. This is probably the last thing. Just make that conscious effort to step out of your comfort zone um, because it's always daunting at first, no matter what it is. Even, even this, I was nervous on our first call. Um, I don't know what about, but I was nervous that it was something new. Uh, I didn't know what to expect from it. I didn't know where it was going to go. Um, and it's almost like stepping into a new world and, you know, you think, oh, my life's going to change or I'm going to just spend all this money. And, um, I mean, you never know until you, that old saying, well, don't knock it till you try it. it, it really does fit. And I think that's the, that's the main takeaway, step out of your comfort zone in, in any case. It applies to the gym, to your diet, to something like this, mm -hmm. anything. So, yeah, quite, quite a lot of lessons learned, I'd say. Awesome. And the last two questions are, uh, are basically, if you, if you could have three meals um, for the rest of your life, and you had to stay in shape, what would you be? Um, I'd probably do a breakfast bagel. So we have uh, turkey rashers, chicken sausages, um, and cheese, obviously. Uh, sort of Chinese home-cooked takeaway, uh, like a noodle with rice or with noodles, and probably... I've got to say steak and chips and veg. All homemade, obviously. Chips got to be homemade. But yeah, steak and chips. Yeah. Wouldn't get bored of that. What, steak and chips? No, no I just mean I just mean in general, you wouldn't get bored of those three meals because like you, oh, you, no, you I mean, eat when, them all the time anyway. No, nah, no, nah, when I I mean when I first started this, I, I was always having a breakfast bagel or a breakfast muffin. And I was doing it a little bit before here and there, and I started eating it every day, or a wrap, just breakfast yeah. in a bagel wrap, whatever it is. And I was eating it every single day for like two, three months. And my mate said to me, he's like, don't get bored of that. No. no. <laughs> yeah. like every time I wake up, I look forward to it. I mean, I wake up, spring out of bed, where's my bagel? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Sorry Yeah. And I think a lot of times, see if you actually look at anyone's diet, there's probably, they do have stuff like that that they don't even know. And yeah, yeah. the time, whether that's structured or not. And then they say, do you get bored? It's like, do you not get bored of that? Like, arrow packet of Doritos and like a, like a wham bar for your for your lunch no your breakfast um, 
<laughs> so hopefully not. Um, but yeah, last one is a, a death Romeo. So calories don't exist when you're about to die. So what what would you? What would you um, I'd have to have a meat feast. A meat feast. A meat Domino's pizza stuffed crust. I'd have to have some spicy chicken wings. Don't know if I want peri peri or fried. Probably. Probably Perry Perry. There's a place near me and it's just like the they're unreal. So it probably have to be from there. I'd make them fetch them. Uh whole carrot cake and uh Oreo milkshake. There you go. Starving yeah. that. <laughs> I'm starving that. <laughs> um but no, that that was class, mate. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Um it was no, good to you. good to get a, a convo about it. I think um with these things, it's always just good to be just transparent of of like where you were. Where you've where you've like what you've came through, and then kind of where the plans are now. Obviously, you know you can't ever complete it, but you've now got to the point where you feel as if you're kind of you know what you what you need to be doing to at least maintain where you're at right now. And then there will be a goal present present itself to gain muscle again or whatever. And then that's where basically you have a almost like a, a shift again back to that like gaining phase, but it's just not going back to that previous kind of all or nothing approach and I think yeah. um, it's almost just like a new goal it's like a different phase yeah I think that's one of the main takeaways as well is I think I can comfortably say that I'm in a position now that sort of no matter where I get I know what I need to do if you know what I mean so I kind of know what I need to do and like you said it's there's there's never going to be an end mm. it's I, I've got that vision now that this is it's the rest of my life, you know, you've got to take it serious for the rest of it. It's not just about getting in shape, it's about being healthy as well. Um, yeah. being fit, being healthy, and of course, looking good on holidays is, is a bonus. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a byproduct, yeah. Like, I mean, check ins that I've done before, and like people would say things like, oh, I've not done my steps, or I've not tried my and it's all very surface level transactional mm. stuff. They're not really acting from like any sort of like default or place of vision or anything like that of where they want to go. It's all, it's just like, right, I need to be doing this amount of steps and then I need to be doing the calories that you sent me. And there's nothing really emotional beyond that. They're not actually discovering what they actually want their life to look like. And I know a lot of time people can think that sounds too deep, but it doesn't need to be any more deep than like actually enjoy my diet. I actually feel in control of going out when I go on a night out and I actually feel good when I go on a night out. I don't feel as if I'm I'm pulling my top away from myself or whatever. You have to kind of dig I'm into a bit, yeah. Yeah. a bit. Yeah, you have to dig into a bit of pain to almost go, I, I don't want to accept that for the rest of my life. And um, it's, it's great to see you've got got where you what where you are right now so looking forward to yeah this. no for sure it's just about changing your changing your reality post ballet but no thanks for coming on mate and um i yeah, will thanks for me. uh and in the in the podcast there thanks everyone for for listening and we'll see you in the next one cheers bye-bye